What's up, Dunwoody? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. It's all about Dunwoody, Georgia. I'm Matt Weber, the host. Um, I'm a real estate agent, local guy who's just trying to put out the word in the community and um, talk to all the, the people in the community that are making a difference. Show's brought to you by Dr. Brett Friedman, Village Orthodontics, a friend of both of ours. And um, Erica, you're just somebody who I've seen, I, I guess we met originally from the uh, Peachtree Charter, it, little fiasco that was going on there where they could turn to a charter school or not turn to a charter school. And um, you just seem like you're kind of in the middle of a lot of important things and this a better Dunwoody has kind of sprouted up for you know support of this trails and parks bond and you were the person that I felt like I don't want to say motherly because that makes it sound older (laughs) you're the same age as most of the people but you were the one that was like holding everything together and you're a positive voice and I just like the way that you do things and so I really wanted you to come on and just kind of I wanted to turn this into more of a positive conversation because there was so much negativity and anger and everybody playing both sides. And I yeah. just, I, I really want to move forward. And I know that you do too. And so, yeah. you know, I thought we'd kind of talk about some of the good things and the bad things that happened over the last month, maybe, um, especially over the last week, because I've, you know, I, at first I was, I didn't know where, which way to vote. And then I was really leaning towards yes. But at the same time, I, I didn't want What's Up Dunwoody to be a yes platform. And so I tried to put out just all the information and let everybody make their own decision. Um, but I, And I felt like there wasn't enough information out there. And so that's where I thought I could play my small little part in the situation. But, um, but yeah, so how do you, where do you go from here? How do you yeah, feel? That's a great question. Um, and yeah, thanks for everything you do, by the way. And right. it was a great opportunity to share information. Um, and I think that's what this bond was. It was an opportunity. Um, I think the city had worked hard for a couple of years to you know, identify ways for improving within the city and, and growing. And we're a great city. It doesn't mean that there's not things that we can improve upon. And so the city said, hey, you know, let's put this opportunity. I think about the bond as an opportunity out to the citizens and and see what they think about it um you know nothing is perfect right and if we strive for perfection that's not going to ever be attainable but they put um the bond forward and they said hey you know what do you guys think about these parks what do you think about these trails you know what do you think about investing in them um and and the community had a reaction and uh you know one of the things that was important to me for myself while working through this was to communicate with people in a way that respected their opinions yet also grounded things in um, a common set of of facts and information and i think you were trying to do that too and and that's really effective when we can let people make decisions based on a common set of uh, facts and information that's helpful um Mm -hmm. And, and so we have to, you know, the referendum's over, right? Yes, no, but I'd like to see people um, on, on both sides, you know, uh, be a little kinder. Absolutely, I think that's something <laughs> to always strive for. It's always a little painful to watch people make things personal because it's not that personal. Wednesday on Facebook was kind of rough. I, I felt it like it rough. actually was fairly cordial <laughs> leading up into the vote, but um, not after yeah. that. that was a, certainly a meltdown on Wednesday. No, and that's that's the sad thing, right? When we when we personalize things, when we make things um, 
when, when we make things a, you know, a battle, right? We lose the opportunity to learn and then we lose the opportunity to grow. And, and that's really important in this situation, I think, is to, you know, take away from here, well, you know, what were the citizens saying? And there was a lot yeah. said, a lot of yeah. really important things. A lot said. said that the city probably didn't know or, or were unaware that it was so strong of feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, I like the word and, um, it's, uh, it's an important word, right? We can feel something and, um, also <laughs> believe something else. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's give a great example. Um, you know, there was a concern that investing in parks meant that it would take away or deprioritize, um, investing in safety in our public safety. And that's not true, right? Like, we can have both things. In fact, we should have both things to have a really grounded, well-rounded community. So we yeah. should and need to support our police department and we have room to improve our park system as well. So yeah. um, I think if we had as a community through this process really focused on that word and and acknowledged people's concerns um, and, 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 uh, and goals, then I think that would have been helpful. Yeah, and I like the way that uh, John Hennigan led off that conversation at the Dunway North Clubhouses where he said, you know, there's wants and needs, and mm -hmm. we've kind of taken care of the things that the citizens need, but these wants are sitting out here, and there's just not money for it. And, you know, I, I guess some of the, the misconceptions yeah. or the things that, I, that were eye-opening to me were just how much we give the city. I mean, yeah. they have no, <laughs> no operating budget, and overall, from what I've seen, um, yeah. All of my money goes to DeKalb County. Uh, yeah. That was just amazing. To and the school paid. district, right? Yeah. Like yeah. predominantly. I mean, we paid, like I give less than $300 to a year to the city government. And so it's, it's no wonder that, that, you know, they're having a tough time with that. And, yeah. and I think people didn't understand like how Dunwoody was formed. And it was formed yeah. on one of the main things was low taxes. And yeah. You know, that's what we've gotten. And I feel like most people have probably gotten used to that at this point. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a hard pushback. But it was interesting to me that throughout the conversation that a lot of the no side was actually saying that maybe a tax increase is the best way to do that. You know, like maybe taking debt isn't the best way. And if you're interested in talking about this, we can talk about that. Um, yeah. and so I, and I think, you know, with inflation and, and everything that's happened, I, I, I know our city has handled their finances pretty well throughout the pandemic from what I've heard from other people. I don't know anything about yeah. finance, but from what I've heard from, you know, high up people like Long Tran was talking about it, like Dunwoody really handled themselves well, but yeah. inflation. Yeah. We're a model. Tough. We're yeah. a model for governance, um, yeah. in a good way. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that um, we don't have um, hurdles that we're having to overcome. I mean, that's that's any organization, that's any city, that's any entity. Um, right. But but to your point, yeah, we were founded in a very con fiscally conservative manner, and yeah. um, and the concept was is that if the community says, you know, that they value something, they need something, then the city council should go back and. Ask the community. That was the whole concept. And we were founded also around the way it should be. Things. Yeah, parks, paving, and police. I think, mm -hmm. you know, we do that well. But to John's point, we need to talk about needs and wants in, in a way that is, um, that's honest, right? So when we talk about the police department, there is a way to identify if we have enough police officers to serve our community. 
We can actually do the same thing when we talk about parks, for example. Um, we can identify if we have enough park space and it doesn't have to just be a feeling. I love Brookrum Park. I think it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. I love the Dunwoody Nature Center. Um, we have a couple of really nice parks here. But if we look at statistically and data wise to differentiate between want and need, we can look at park data and realize that Dunwoody only has four acres per thousand residents. And that nationally, the expectation is that for a city our size, we would have 10 acres per thousand residents. So yeah. we are underserved. It is an area of need. And um, kind of as a point of privilege, I'm a planning commissioner for the city. Um, and we recently had a planning commission meeting where the um, where the economic development department presented to us and it was all they presented to us they presented the zoning board of appeals city council you know we were all sitting together all these different organizations and they um, were talking about the economic future of the city and in terms of like what's going really well and where you know where are our corporations wanting to see us um, invest in and and by the way everyone should know like when the corporations say they want us to invest in, they mean themselves too. They pay city taxes right. as well, right? And two of those areas that they said that they wanted us to improve in was uh, recreation, including parks and green space, and also connectivity trails. Yeah. Um, and they're not talking about it for just them. They're talking about what makes an area a great place to live in for their employees. And yeah. this is what their employees are looking for. And Longtran had some incredible data, just uh, superb data that he presented a couple of different times. And one of the things he said is that in this current economic environment and, and job environment, that um, the talent is really dictating um, where they go. And if we want to attract talent, the things that they're looking for are connectivities and a, um, a city environment that really prioritizes quality of life and that includes the parks and green space and recreation so we do have a need for that um, the question is how do we fund that like you said and there's pros and cons to all these different ways um, yeah. and and we might need some more time to talk about that and really educate folks on what those mechanisms mean and what those timelines are because I don't think anything you know it's an oversimplification to just snap your fingers and be like, and that's how it works. You know, like, right. uh, I don't know, maybe we need to do a, a Venn diagram. This is going to be the teacher and me coming out. You know, yeah. I, I like to put everything on my whiteboard. Well, so, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I feel like you always have a better grasp of what exactly went on afterwards. What do, what do yeah. you think was really the problem with this vote? Um, I think obviously the parks and the trails being separate were a big thing to a lot of people. And yeah. if it was just parks, it might have passed. If it was, you know, when they kind of combined them, it might have turned yeah. some people off. I understand that. You, I mean, and I'll be honest. You know, I'd put it out there before. Um, I'm, I am, uh, I am for both, and so I was willing to support both. I also yeah. understand the trail system, um, and again, I have, I have a new perspective where I felt like, you know, I, I felt like we would get to a place where we honored, you know, residents, you know, who may be impacted, um, and simultaneously built something that worked out well. But compared to the park plan, I did not feel that it was as well communicated or vetted. And I think that was a downfall of, yeah. of this bond issue. I think the parks 
I think had we separated the parks and the trails, we probably would have seen a different result for mm -hmm. the parks at the very least. Um, I think that our community and I think our city needs to probably do some education and some consideration about how we talk about trails um, yeah. and what they look like, what the goals are. And I think once we vet that out a little bit more, I think the community will understand and be able to buy in. Um, so like you said, I think if we'd separated them, we might have been in a different um, area. I also think if we look historically at our city, um, number one, and it's really important, again, it's important to listen. Um, our city likes details. They just do. They like things yeah. being delineated. And that's okay. I trust that if this bond had passed, that our city council would have built the project because they were outlined. They weren't in the language of the bond, but they were outlined. Um, so, so I knew what we were getting, and I think most people did too. And it's also okay that people wanted to see that on the ballot outlined yeah. more specifically. So we think that's something that the city should listen to if they do this again. I think that yeah. they should, you know, be more specific. And I think the other big takeaway is that the parks plans were out there. They were specific. People knew what they were getting. And, and that is easier to vote on. Um, it is expensive to invest in those plans. And so the trails did not have those plans. Um, and I, I'm not sure where to go with that. I'm not sure if the city should invest in, in those plans first and then come to the citizens, or maybe they should do some more education around it to get people to understand. Uh, I, I think that's got, that's got some time to percolate and yeah. uh, grow. But yeah. I, I and, would like to see the city come back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think that a lot of another misconception that people have is that the parks bond is voted down. That trail's not going to happen. And I'm not sure that that's exactly true. Like, I, I think that maybe the softball complex or some, some big things might not happen for 10 years now. But yeah. at the same time, like, all of these things, or almost all of these things, were part of the master plan. And so yeah. they're going to, you know, the city's going to continue with that master plan once they get money for it. Because that's... It's made it very clear that that's what people want is those specific things. And so they're going to try to work towards those things. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, OK, my front yard's safe because, you know, this bond didn't pass. And I'm, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case that, you know, they're yeah. going to kind of continue with the master plan. And when a neighborhood like Briars North steps up and says, we don't want this, they change directions. And that's what they've done in the past. And I think that's what they'll yeah. do in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of like, a lot of, you know, could this happen? Would this happen? And what we know is that, you know, what's not happening, you know, in the immediacy that it would have happened, is everything that was on the bond. Um, yeah. Because the truth is, is like, you know, on Wednesday, then what would have happened is those parks would have gone out for an RFP, and yeah. um, so that's a request for a proposal. So those parks would have gone out for a request for a proposal and very quickly we would have been seeing those parks move in motion. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna see that. You know, the, I know the city has some federal funding for trails, and um, but federal funding comes with a caveat. They want a one-to-one -one match, right? So if you've got $7 million in federal funding, then you need $7 million of city funds. Okay. Where's that $7 million gonna come from? <laughs> I mean, we yeah. don't have $7 million in money just sitting there otherwise. 
they, you know, they could build that project, right? They could right. build something. So the question is, is, where does that money come from? Most of the money that we do these big capital projects, they don't come from the general operating fund. They've traditionally come from, for example, DeKalb Parks bonds. They've come yeah. from sales of city property, but they haven't come from our general operating budget. So yeah. that's, that's going to be some hard questions that may need to be asked. You know, if the city ends up prioritizing this, then what what capital assets do they have available? What assets do they have available that they could utilize to make some of these projects happen? Right. And, and I think it's important for the citizens to know that, you know, it it's not so easy just to raise our um, our city tax base, right? Yeah. To get more money in our operating budget. Again, it's not a snap your fingers, make it happen kind of thing. Our city founders made that a, a more difficult process that I believe has to happen by referendum. Yeah. So again, we're talking to your point. I don't know if it's going to be 10 years, but we're not talking the RFPs that would have gone out on Wednesday. They were just starting up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's, I, I just feel like there's a lot over the last few days. I've just read a lot and kind of understood more where the nose were coming from. Uh, yeah. You know, Wildcat park. It seems like the people around wildcat park, weren't sure if they wanted a brook run there. You know, they, they yeah. were okay with their passive parks and it, I don't know. Yeah, it it that's, seems like the city at least yeah. is going to take something from this, hopefully. And that's the question, like, um, I, and I hope they will too. There were a couple of people and, and that's, you know, um, yeah, when you, when you look at the data up in the, you know, the area by um, Wildcat Park, the bond was defeated pretty resoundingly. Yeah. Um, and in fact, that was surprising um, to me around yeah, the village, it, you know, I would have thought is. they wanted trails through the village, but it was kind of the opposite of what yeah. I thought, honestly. It was. And what's really interesting is when you look at the data, um, there was more support over by Brook Run Park for the bond and they yeah. have Brook Run Park. So, you know, it begs the question, do they see like, oh, wow, this park's really amazing. It's a nice thing to have such close access to. We want other folks to have that too. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, you know, what information can we take? Certainly on social media, we did see people going like, hey, I don't, I don't want so many parking spaces at my park, or yeah. I'm not sure I want it to be so activated that I've got lacrosse tournaments going on there. The but to that is I will say that the city did a lot of um, park engagement, and that's one of the reasons why the softball fields aren't over at the Wildcat Park is right. because they that. did so much civic engagement that they heard that that's not what they wanted. So they landed on a park plan that I thought um, was pretty reflective of the, of the community's desires, but maybe yeah. not. I think that we probably could have interpreted more about that if, you know, to the point earlier, if, if the parks and the trails had been separated, you know, yeah. what, what was it a referendum on? Um, again, I, I think both are great opportunities. I was willing to support support both as a package, but I think our community has said through this, um, through this vote that they'd like to see them um, moved apart. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of good has happened from this and I, yeah. you know, it, it would have been, in my opinion, not maybe everybody's opinion, but it would have been nice to have an influx of money to do all these things. But yeah. It seems as if the city is realize has started to realize that we're not Alpharetta, you know, and we're not yeah. Roswell and all these other cities like are looking at us like, why would they not pass that bond? But 
you know, I, you, a lot of people move to Dunwoody because of, you know, try, like where you, when you can get, how you can get to uh, Atlanta, like accessibility oh, yeah. to everything. And there's just, we just don't have a lot of space for tearing up people's front yards, but 12 foot paths in. Yeah. And that just doesn't look good to some people. And I yeah. understand that now even more than ever. Um, yeah. But I, I guess that we just... It's just a slow, a slow process. If, if we, for the people that do want to be like the Alpharettas, I, I think they maybe have to go back and, and rethink what exactly Dunwoody is going to be. It's an apples to oranges comparison when we it talk really about is. Alpharetta, right? It's, you know, I mean, and even, you know, even talking about the belt line is, is an apples to oranges, but my butt, <laughs> um, is that there are important takeaways in terms of, um, in terms of what those things can do when we activate a community yeah. and but we don't have to look at them to copy you know exactly what they're doing i think it's a mistake to do that um yeah but it is important to look at a community that has a an incredible softball community a very you know strong lacrosse community a very strong soccer community we've got a ton of kids i think the average age in our city is 36 right which means yeah. we've got a ton of kiddos. Um, and so, um, you know, we, we are underserved for field space. We are underserved for, uh, for parks. And, and so that's, you know, it is important to look at that. We don't have to look at somebody else to look at ourselves and be like, hey, you know, yeah. we've got room to improve here. And in terms of 12-foot sidewalks, um, I think that it's a good discussion to have. Again, learning opportunity. Things don't have to be 12-foot sidewalks. But, yeah. but connectivity and improvement in pedestrian safety should be a goal. And I think it's right. a goal of our city and it's a stated goal in our master plan. Um, and, and this pause may not be a bad idea, right? I, I, I'm looking at Peachtree Middle. Yeah, I take my boys there every day and I've got kids on e-scooters and e-bikes riding up to the school. And, you know, another thing that you heard on the, you know, community forum and just in general was, what about those electric bikes? I mean, these paths are really nice until an electric bike whizzes so they by get you. Filled with them, yeah. Right. So, so maybe we need to reconsider what some of those paths look like. This doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know. Having a pause and a room to breathe and reevaluate is really yeah. good. Um, I think that the parks are, um, for me, the parks are a no-brainer. I'd love to see them go back up. Um, I think if the city wants to take a little bit of time to chat with the Austin area and see, you know, get, get a better feel. Are you, do you guys feel like this is over-programmed? Should we do something different? Do you even, you know, want this here? Yeah. Um, because, they, again, we could utilize assets to, um, to make other things happen without necessarily having to assume debt. So, yeah, um, yeah just big, big community conversations. Right, right. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are putting blame on the city also um, for not, or I guess, if they wanted it to be pushed through, it was the city's fault for not actually organizing it. And mm. it wasn't up to the city. They, it was, you know, against the rules, against the laws for them to be pushing this bond. And so it, it, it was interesting to me just watching a better Dunwoody sprout up and like watching the, the no group. I don't know what they're called. Sprout up. No group. And <laughs> just a bunch of random people taking over that. Um, that that was it was cool to me because I just I guess I just haven't been around it before. Yeah. No, community activism is always really nice to see. And I, I don't honestly, I don't care 
what side you represent um, as long as you're doing something with integrity, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the important piece. It's it's really important to um, it's really important to hear different perspectives on things and to be able to um, you know when you take perspectives and thoughts and you combine that with facts and and information, it really does help people formulate things. I think that the groups, the you know the a better Dunwoody and the No Bonds group, you know, are the perspective groups. Um, I don't think that this is a failure of the city. Um, I, I think that yeah. the city, like anybody else, can look back and go like, okay, are there things that we could have done differently? Um, and there's something that everybody in here could probably learn from. And that's not a negative. That's just that's how we grow and do better. Um, yeah. So I definitely don't think the city is at fault in this at all. At yeah. All. Um, and it's not their job to advocate for something. It's their job to again, put an opportunity forward and allow yeah. their residents to vote for it. So, or against right. it. So that's well, it. It's easy. Yeah. And I, you know, the, these people that have stepped up, I, I, I really appreciate it. I think the whole city appreciates that somebody is standing up for a side. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it did maybe got a little tense at times, but um, I, I feel like it was a good conversation. And I, and I hope that the conversation just continues to move forward. Um, and I yeah. think the city can take a lot of the information and the, the statistics of where people were voting and what they were voting for and, and realize, you know, some changes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think, think so. And, and I think activating um, civic engagement is just such a great thing, right? Anytime. Yeah. We can bring people to the table to, you know, invest in their city, you know, just from, from an emotional engagement, from an energy engagement is, is super powerful. It builds understanding, right? It helps you appreciate mm -hmm. what you have, what you don't have, what you want, what you need. Um, yeah. And I think uh, having those conversations is great. So if anything gets taken away from this, we've had some amazing conversations. Um, we've learned a lot about, um, you know, our, our city's, you know, vision, our citizens' vision, not just our city's, but our citizens' vision and, yeah. um, and, and goals. So now we take that and, um, and, and, you know, I, again, like there's a, there's a lot of opportunity here. I do think it's important to be able to think beyond ourselves some and to look towards the future. And so mm -hmm. while we're not Alpharetta and we are not, you know, Midtown or any of these other areas. We're not even Sandy Springs. It probably is important, though, to look at our neighbors, to look at Doraville, to look yeah. at Sandy Springs, to look at Chambly, to look at um, Brookhaven, and to look at our immediate neighbors and figure out, you know, what are they doing? How are we working together collectively? Um, yes, what are they offering? Um, but also, what do those offerings look like in terms of quality of life for our residents? Um, yeah. And... You know, for example, um, you know, my kids were in gymnastics once upon a time and it, it would take me an hour to get home from gymnastics in Sandy Springs. Yeah. And so it's not always as easy as saying go next door, you know, and just utilize their amenities. Um, so we need to have, again, that holistic look. Um, but there's exciting stuff happening around us. And I think that um, the more we understand what's happening around us, the better we can also understand um, within kind of what we need to do to collectively grow as a, as a yeah. larger community, not just insular as Dunwoody. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Erica. I appreciate yeah. everything that you do and in all walks of Dunwoody life. So thank oh, you. right back at you. Right back at you. <laughs> this was great. Thank you so much for the conversation, Matt. I really appreciate oh, no it. No problem. You've been wonderful. Thank, thank, 